Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. There's a website that every year around this time starts trying to predict uh, baby trends and baby name trends for the next year. So looking ahead to 2023, they say that old man names for baby girls is starting to trend. Old men's names for girls. Yeah, and they're not even adjusting them, like spelling them to uh, make them seem more uh, feminine. Okay, like I've heard of like Charlie, but you spell spell it E-I-G-H at the end. Yeah, no, there doesn't seem to be any of that going on. We've got uh, Max for a girl, Lenny for a girl, Ozzy, Rudy, Clark, Gene, oh, Jasper, Ray, Arlo. Wow. Teddy, Lou for a girl. Huh. I like it. I like them all. I, I always like the old names anyhow. I've, I'm always the one going on about Fred and Jack. Uh, Otto. Otto's a good name for a, <laughs> for a young girl. <laughs> Automatic. I'd rather that than this other trend that might happen. People are uh, really going over the top and putting a lot of pressure on their children. Some want to name their babies Brave, Epic, Glorious. Oh, my goodness. Sincere, icy, supreme, wild, heavenly. Wild, she's going to end up on the pole. <laughs> Won't you please walk well, to the stage? Mind you, so will heavenly. Yeah, that's um, true. Sincere? Really? Yeah. yeah. Hmm. <laughs> you can't lie, sincere. <laughs> Actually, who was it? Somebody sent us a funny text. They said, well, what if you named your kid that? And uh, they ended up just being kind of middle of the road, boring, nothing. Well, absolutely. I mean, the pressure you're putting on a kid when you pick a name like Epic, yeah, like or Brave, yeah, like my goodness. Yeah, Shane says, uh, what if you name awesome, awesome or Epic or Superior, and they turned out to be average or underachieving? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's way too much pressure. Unless your last name's Fail, Epic is not a good name. <laughs> Um, I guess cowboy names seem to be in these days. I guess Yellowstone is so popular that people oh. are taking names from that. So Abbott and Boone and Briggs, Dutton, Huck. Rhett. I thought about Huck. Huck Luck? Huck Luck. <laughs> <laughs> we went through all of them. You know, Huck. I... Oh, there's another Huck. one. Oh, there's another one. I've been called it many times. By you. Remember uh, Married with Children when uh, Marcy remarried and she didn't know because they got drunk when they were married she didn't know what his last name was and it turned out to be darcy marcy darcy <laughs> i'm marcy darcy <laughs> so great julia gulia yeah yeah names of the letter x seem to be a thing for boys bronx felix hendrix fox okay i thought we a uh, fox i didn't know about but i i, I thought we went through the bronx didn't the beckhams do that with one of their kids they were naming them after all the places they did it yeah 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 Mine would have been Dumpster. <laughs> Still is. Dumpster. Dumpster <laughs> Middle name, Fire. Um, Pixie, Trixie, Moxie. Jinx. Jinx? Really? Jinx. Oh, come on. Jinx links. Yeah. Strange, huh? Just be reasonable. You know you're doing them no favors. Yeah. I mean, no, I, fine. Bronx, fine. But, yeah. Like, I don't least... think that at some point in naming your kids, you have to realize they will grow up. Yeah. 
into this name or with this name and be perhaps saddled with it yeah. through some sort of professional career. I mean, unless you inspire for them to be on the pole. <laughs> but I just, like, justice, justice just doesn't seem no. like it's going to have the right ring to it. You name your kid legendary, chances are they're shortening, shortening it to ledge. Tell me, tell me ledge. <laughs> they want to jump off of it. <laughs> We were talking back when Elton John was in town for, I believe it was his 47th uh, farewell show in uh, Toronto. <laughs> right. Um, that he, uh, there's been this long-standing rumor, forever, or wise tale, or urban legend, that he owns homes all over this province. I had heard growing up in Brampton that he had a place up in Caledon. I heard he had a place down around Lake Erie somewhere when I was in Windsor. And, of course, you being from the East End, you heard the stories as well. Yeah, I'd heard like Coburg, he'd had one, or Port Hope, or yeah. something like that. They built a, a mansion, and then uh, there's one on Bloomington right. that uh, has long been rumored to be, and, and we were talking about it a couple of months ago, and a guy was like, no, I know the owner of that house. And, yeah. You know, they, they've always rumored it was Elton John, because it kind of looks like that, like, English castle kind mm -hmm. of estate. You drive through it into the driveway in the back, and looks like it would be... Elton John-esque. Yeah, well, all those stories were never true, but he is actually moving to Toronto in the summer of 2023. Bought a condo. Yeah. To King West. Uh, and it's part of a, uh, you know... Jane and Finch. Yeah, little place. That's right. A little you know, fixer-upper. Yeah. Uh, no, this one, all brand new, part of an uh, elite building of condos in King West, uh, and it is a, a treehouse penthouse. Of course it is. In the King Toronto Tower, a sprawling, futuristic building of luxury units. Uh, they say uh, a two-floor penthouse that actually has a real tree growing inside <laughs> of it. So he's not moving to Pontypool. No, anytime soon. not not quite. Right. Of course, his uh, his husband David Furnish is Canadian, yep. and uh, and uh, this is their sixth house. They haven't mentioned where the other ones are. Not Pontypool. I I would think they did have one at some point elsewhere in the GTA or in in. In Ontario. They might have. I um, mean, maybe that Caledon or Coburg story. But I, I said this before. I said last time. If anybody has actually physically bumped into him in Coburg in a diner, right. you got to let me know. And nobody got back to him. So I don't I don't know. Maybe they used to rent places or who knows. Yeah. But uh, and they said basically they, they've spent summers here. They, their main house is in Windsor in England. Mm. Uh, uh, but the, the kids like Toronto. And, of course, Dave Furnish's brothers and in-laws are all here as well. Right. So. Yeah, I can't imagine Elton living here in like mid-March. <laughs> Shoveling? Yeah, wouldn't make a lot of sense. That's the Canadian Tire getting some road songs. <laughs> um, You'd be writing songs about that. Yeah. Goodbye, road salt. <laughs> Uh, this is a movie you definitely, Lucky, will not want to see. It's called Terrifier 2. Right. And the buzz on social media is that it's so graphic and disturbing, it's making people vomit and pass out. One person posted a photo of their friend being treated by paramedics and said, My friend passed out in the theater. We had to call an ambulance. I highly recommend this movie. Another said, the guy behind me passed out cold and crashed into my chair. Oh, my goodness. Another guy left because he didn't feel good. I overheard him say that as he was walking out the theater door. Then I heard a guy puking hard and loud in the bathroom. So you might want to stay away from Terrifier 2. Yeah, I, I didn't think it would have been high on my list already. <laughs> by the name of it. Yeah, no, thank you. I remember uh, it was said when The Exorcist came out, that that was the same thing. They were literally putting buckets in the aisles 
Those people were tossing. Uh, we've had a couple of negative stories about Bill Murray recently, and here's another one. Rob Schneider said that uh, when Bill Murray came back to host SNL, uh, he hated almost the entire cl- uh, uh, cast. Wow. He called it a seething rage for people like Chris Farley and Adam Sandler. Now, Rob speculates that maybe Bill hated Farley because he saw him as another John Belushi who was a close friend to Bill, and he watched him kill himself with his out-of-control behavior. He says of Sandler, Bill just wasn't into anything he did. He did not did not think Sandler was funny at all. So, You don't see Bill Murray as a seething, raging kind of guy, but maybe he is. Now we hmm. heard about him yelling and screaming. I never saw Chevy Chase that way. No, true, true. And this is spectacular. Oh, my gosh. One of the funniest comedy franchises of all time is getting a reboot. A new Naked Gun movie is in the works. <gasps> Come on. Starring Liam Neeson. What? Now, that's funny because the original movies were Leslie Nielsen. Right. You know. And, of course, Liam's been known for a lot of the serious stuff. So, for him to go so far into the... Uh, He's into the done a couple of funnier die things Yeah, that are pretty funny. And, he, and he, he's funny because he plays the straight guy. Yeah. Now, if you don't remember the franchise, they're big in the 80s. Uh, he, uh, Leslie Nielsen, who had been a star in television and other things, but really took off when he started doing these spoof movies in Airplane in 1980. That led to a short-lived TV series called Police Squad, which was then spun off into the Naked Gun film franchise. You think OJ's calling? <laughs> Who's going to play Norman? <laughs> OJ's like, I'm here. So here's the deal. So um, the part that Liam will play is that of the son of Leslie Nelson's character, Lieutenant Frank Grebin. Okay. So it would have been great if O.J. could have been involved. But, you know, what with all that murder in right. and stuff. Right, yeah. He's, he's other things on his plate. Yeah. A lot of golf to play. I don't know how great it'll be, because it's going to be tough to top this. Her hair was the color of gold in old paintings. She had a full set of curves and the kind of legs you'd like to suck on for a day. She was giving me a look I could feel in my hip pocket. <laughs> nice beaver. Thank you. I just had it stuffed. Let me help you with that. Rock Morning with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock. When would you intervene in a serious situation? You uh, find yourself involved in some sort of bad scenario. Um, well, people were asked ten different scenarios. And they were given four options on how they might react. Okay. Physical intervention, verbal intervening, calling 911, or doing nothing. Right. I'm in the doing nothing category. Yeah, I would imagine. Have you ever come upon, have you ever found yourself where you had to intervene in something? Um, like like in an emergency situation? Kids fighting? Right, yeah. Um, yeah, like have you ever like been at a bar and a fight broke out or somebody was verbally... Uh, assaulting somebody. I'm definitely so. I'm more likely the uh, the third to chime in kind of thing. <laughs> right? Like, like, you know. I want to believe I'm the tough guy. I, I'm the one, yeah. I'm the one kind of spouting from the back saying, yeah, that's wrong. Stop. <laughs> you do what he said. <laughs> um, so people said a physical intervention was popular in three scenarios. A man making sexual advances towards a very drunk woman. A person violently kicking or abusing a dog. And a man hitting his female partner. Right. Now, again, I want to believe I'm that tough guy. But I think uh, 
I mean, you'd have to do something. I, I, don't, I don't know that I'd physically. I think I'd be like, dude, leave her alone. Like, I think, what, yeah. what offer? Not, not physically. I, I think uh, I think I have kind of stepped in and said, hey, buddy, it's time to time to time to take a break or yeah. go right. Yeah. Dad, um, Dad, go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a verbal intervention was common in two situations. A police officer inflicting unnecessary pain on someone they're arresting. Although what you see now more and more is people don't say anything to the cops. They just film it. Film it, yeah. Well, sometimes they say and film. Yeah. Like, hey, cut that out. A person yelling racial slurs at someone seemed to be the two times that we would step in the most for a verbal intervention. Calling 911 was the way a lot of people would handle these three scenarios. A person who's homeless and may need medical help. A person standing on the ledge of a bridge, seemingly contemplating suicide. And a person who appears to be very intoxicated getting into a car to drive. Okay. Uh, yeah, and you don't, you, see, you don't want them to get into the car because, you know, they could kill someone pulling out of the parking lot. But at the same time, you don't want to deal with a drunk physically either. So right. Best to call 911 and hopefully they can shut it down fast. Most people say they do nothing in two situations. A loud confrontation between a business and customer over masking. Well, that's kind of done now. And a parent slapping their child who is misbehaving. Ooh. I would join in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me put some boots to them. Uh, in all of these situations, and I think this is interesting, Women are more likely than men to say the situation warranted some form of intervention. So women are more ready and willing to hop to help right. than us men are. I, I, you find that surprising? Yes, I do. You think men who think we're all macho as hell and alpha males, that we'd be more than willing to step in there and Chuck Norris the situation. Uh, I, th I think men will look at it, you know, even if they're on the alpha male side, from the angle of, well, could I win this fight mm. if I if I needed to, uh, or is it worth taking on this fight? Am I going to uh, get myself hurt in this? And where the women are less worried about their personal safety and will more inclined to just jump in faster, I think. Yeah, I'm just I, I couldn't imagine. You know, certainly in uh, I could see a, a man making sexual advances towards a very drunk woman, where a woman would certainly want to defend that woman, right? Perhaps more than a dude would. Well, and I think in some cases too, the woman might feel that a if she intervenes, the physical altercation won't happen. Right. Right. Because the guy's not going to, you know, hit the woman. Right. In that scenario. Right. Where if a guy intervenes, chances are a fight. It's leading to knuckles. Yeah. Um, of all the situations, the most people would intervene in some way is if they thought someone was contemplating suicide. Okay. I would sit and talk them down just by explaining my life. <laughs> <laughs> you think you've got it bad. <laughs> You'd end up jumping. <laughs> Well, I think I am going to uh, bail on uh, Dr. Downer, and I'm going to use OnlyFans for all of my <laughs> medical advice. <laughs> sure. Uh, an OnlyFans star who used to work in healthcare recently saved a guy's life during an X-rated one-on-one -on -one chat. Oh. So you don't get that kind of action at Dr. Downer's office. <laughs> no. No. And in some senses, thankfully so. <laughs> she noticed... That he was a tad uneven below the belt and told him to see a doctor. Oh, I thought it would have been like a breathing thing. Like he was having a heart attack or... No. Going flush. He had the elephantitis. Really? I guess. Maybe not that bad. Turned out he had an aggressive form of uh, testicular cancer and they caught it just in time. Oh, she was paying attention. She was really good with her work. Like how close... 
I need to find out who she is. Because I, I will be on her page every day. Hey, I got a wart I got to show you. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, you think, you know, if that's her business, like she's, she's probably bored of watching. <laughs> Not really paying attention. Just going through the motions. Yeah. Yeah. But she wasn't. So if, you know, if she was examining. Like, I've never even been. To, like, I don't even know what the website looks like. No. Only fans. Either have I. Um, but I got to look up. Uh, like, if you could go and Google on their site in their search window. Uh, former nurse, now performing. Uh, how much? And then that way, if you signed up, and Adrian ever found it, or Maria ever found it, I'm just seeking medical, medical questions. I'm yeah. just seeking medical advice. <laughs> I mean, kind of falls limp, no pun intended, for you because you could always just turn to your pot. Right. Yeah. Not quite the same experience. <laughs> you hope not. Melissa McCarthy shares a, a funny little story. She was uh, out in her backyard with her daughter, and they were uh, cleaning up dog poop. Melissa McCarthy would have people to do that for her, but she was cleaning her own dog poop. And uh, she decided that was the appropriate time to have the sex talk. And she started, and her daughter said, oh, dear God, is this happening? <laughs> I think that's most people's reaction. Yeah. Uh, and, and to parents as well, when you realize that you need to have that sex talk. The reaction is, oh, dear God, is this happening already? And I think it's more important now than it ever was. With all their access on their phone to all the porn that's out there, you really don't want them to believe that sex is like that. First of all, it never lasts that long. <laughs> that's called editing. Teach, teach them about editing first. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's just too much stuff out there that they can really get the wrong idea about how things are supposed to be, respectful and all of that. So uh, I think it's it's pretty important to do. And yet we seem more and more, and it's interesting with the topic of sex, I've said this quite a few times, we're, we're very open or fine with violence and all the things our kids see and uh, and play. But, man, you see two people making love and we lose our poop. Right, yeah. It's really strange. Yeah, we're, we're much more likely to, to show our kids uh, some gore movie yeah. or a thriller action that's rated R before we show them a romantic comedy. I mean, I don't want to sit and watch porn with my kids either, but, <laughs> you know, it seems like we're fine with uh, watching somebody slice somebody's head off, but two people actually grinding their bits together. Anyhow. It's uh, it's important to do, and I uh, I think with my kids, I can't remember their ages, but certainly they were heading towards their teens. Did you sit down and have the talk? Not a serious like okay. No, not a, this is what we have to do now. It was more like here and there, like when they would walk in on uh, their mother and I. <laughs> I'd, say, I'd, say, I'd say, pull it out, we got a lesson here. Pull up a chair, son, you... <laughs> Get your miner's helmet on. We're going <laughs> to... I'm going to show you how not to do this. <laughs> He'd be giving me instructions. Dad, get your arse up. Why is mom crying? Yeah, that's right. Uh, why is she asleep? Yeah. So, uh... Shouldn't she be awake for that? <laughs> Shouldn't she be participating? Uh, so, yeah. No, we never really had, like, a formal sit-down. But uh, when things would come up, uh, you know, when we were first being introduced to like girlfriends when they would bring them right. around and at some point i'd say hey i don't know where you two are at but listen as long as everybody's on the same page about things and be respectful and don't force yourself and no means no and you know wear condoms make sure you're protected and and i'd also give them kind of the story about look 
you you are uh, able to control your situations. And so if you make a baby by mistake, that's on you. I'll help bail you out on a lot of things that maybe you aren't, in, you know, in control of. Right. But, you know, you make a baby, you're the daddy, not me. Right. You know, I, I would say these kind of things. It's one of those things, way. too, where at, at that age, like, you think it's so hard to do, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like, it's so rare that, uh, that, that the baby will actually come out of this uh, this scenario. <laughs> that <right>? area. <laughs> and, then you're, and then later on, when you're actually trying to have a baby for so many couples, it's like, okay, let's try. And you realize, holy crap, that happened fast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, of course, the tragedy for so many couples is there's the shame of life, too, right, in that so many really great people want to be parents and can't, and then mm. there's so many who never wanted a kid in the first place or can't have the don't have the means, right? And they end up being the ones getting pregnant. Uh, have you yet with the boys gotten pregnant? No, oh. <laughs> had the conversation. <laughs> uh, we again, yeah, varying little cover. We haven't yeah. had a full sit down, right? Here we knew to explain what's happening. Right. Adrian kind of takes charge in those areas too. I'm I'm more inclined to hey, don't they teach that in health class? It's <laughs> um, funny coming from a, a, the son of a doctor. You think you'd right. be somewhat liberal well, in I that thinking. Like he, he brought the office documents home and. <laughs> Did they have to talk with you? Did they sit you down? I don't remember that. I'm no, sure my I... mom probably did. Yeah. Uh, but again, more like in these little awkwards, uh, you know, do you need to have any questions? Sure. Um, you know, again, be safe. Yeah. Make sure you're, uh, you're, you're practicing good habits here. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it's so different between mom and dads, too, because moms would be more that way, whereas dads are like, just remember, she needs to get her cookies as well. Right. You know, that would be their uh, I, think, I think we bought a book. I think Adrian bought a book. It was like basically kind of some, some teen scenario was explained. Right. Kind of put that out there. I perused it thinking it would be like a poem, <laughs> like a penthouse magazine or something like we, that. We met it's not. Midwestern college. <laughs> I never thought this would happen in my town. <laughs> they always started that way. Yeah, I had my mom gave me the talk really young. Let me start by saying I'm a reserved person. This never happens to me. Yeah, uh, yeah. I remember walking with my mom, and I was really young, and she was pushing my sister in the stroller, and my sister was four years younger than me, so you're probably what? I, was, I was probably six or seven was she in a stroller until she was twelve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but I think I asked my mom. I said, you know, are we going to need this stroller for another baby? And then she just kind of we were walking to the store. It was the early 70s, so she was going to buy her darts, probably. And uh, and she kind of just laid it out to me. When a man and a woman fall in love, they get married, they make babies. I don't remember if she gave me the whole physical how it all works, but just kind of explained where babies come from. And then I said, uh, so you and Dad aren't having any more? And, he, and she said, and I remember it was very nice. Was a nice moment. She turned to me and she said, not as long as he's with that whore. <laughs> Rock Mornings with, with Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.